0: The you know, um, at uh, at at the right time, um, or you know at just at the end, you know the last stretch of momentum is um, is what it, it, that's the team that carries it. So, you know, b- being the first to get that sort of punch counter punch um, because you know they're going to come back, and it varies by home and away as well. Um, you know, if you're on the road, you you, you kind of do. You know, there's a couple of ways to go about it. You can come out swinging um, and really try to to take control. And if you are more talented, I think that's a good strategy, no matter where you are playing. Um, if you're less talented than the opposition and you're on the road, maybe you do need to have a little bit more of a defensive posture and to keep keep the game manageable, keep the, keep, keep the momentum manageable early in the game, because you know, the other team is going to come out swinging hard at home uh, particularly in large, you know, big matchups and high pressure situations. The weekend was a good example, you know, England at home, uh, everything that is going on, you knew they were going to come out with literally everything they got. I don't think anyone expected two minutes in, but um, it wasn't necessarily a, a shock that they were on the front foot because this is everything that the organizers, the entire country, um, here we go, you know, the final is here and here you go. So um, it, 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 does, it, it does make it very important, I think, for teams and for coaches to be um, thoughtful in the manner in which they are approaching Uh, the run up to the game in order to ensure that the start is appropriate to whatever your situation is. And it's not always just going to be roll out and just swing, 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 because we're not always going to have the more talented team uh, in every situation. And if you're less talented and you start swinging um, you know, you open your hands are going to drop. You're going to open up your face. You're going to open up the body. The, The opponent who is more talented, will see that and you might find yourself on the mat a lot sooner than what you had otherwise um, you know, planned for. So it does require some, some honest assessment and some planning. Um, but I think, I, I think a good place to go in the conversation now might be to talk about the run-up to that. Um, and and, and you know, the start is important, but the process of getting to the start is really what matters.
1: Yeah, I, was, I, I I sort of wanted to. You're right. I sort of want to go in that direction. What, you know, I've I've used certain strategies over the years and the build up and certain and methods to get there. Um, I wanted to sort of ask you what what do you see as, as what are you are looking to do in that build up? Where are you? At what point are you? at, at are there certain key points along the way that you, you want to be hitting? You know, what's 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 the strategy or what strategies are you using? Um yeah, yeah, yeah great question. I, I
0: think the first thing that needs to be considered is the previous game, um and, and what the interval of time is. Um you know, for for teams out there that might play once a week or um, on a Friday, Saturday or on a Thursday, Saturday or, you know, whatever the case is, um, or every Wednesday and Sunday, you know, the, like coaches need to be considerate of what the timeline is between competition. Mm. And there's a couple of reasons why that's important. The first is if you have a very quick turnaround there is no time for um, very much post-mortem, uh, you know, after-action reviews of your previous game. There needs to be a quick turnaround where win or lose, and sometimes it's just as difficult to transition a team to, a pre- to, a, to the next game after a win um, as it is after a loss. Sometimes we think coming off a loss is harder most of the time teams are going to be hungry coming off a loss um, and sometimes a little bit of complacency can sit in after a win. Um, and so, you know, what, what that turnaround time is, is very important. If there's a gap, if, if you play it on a day and then you don't play for another six days, um, something of that nature, your prep with the team uh, for the following game is probably not going to start for 24 hours, 48 hours, 36 hours, somewhere like that after the, uh, the conclusion of the previous game, because you need that time and you should be using that time to review what happened the previous game. Um, and that could be some takeaways that could be some adjustments that could be going back into training and making adjustments to the work that you do to, you know, to try and address some things that, that occurred or to improve your, your um, you know, performance in certain areas. And the, the team specific prep that begins for the following game then needs to begin at some stage. Again, if you have a day and a half between games, your prep begins pretty quick. Probably you have been preparing your team. Um, even without them necessarily knowing it. I can give you some examples of that when, you know, in our sport in North America, we often play back to back. We often play on a Friday and a Saturday, a Thursday and a Saturday, but there isn't, you know, much and some, you know, most of the time against different opponents, although sometimes it's the same opponent. Um, and so the work you do between Sunday and Thursday, you're preparing for two opponents. Um, And it's difficult to to take a team and to think to the second opponent because now you are not preparing for the first opponent and you got to play each game as it comes. Mm. So, you know, you can design your training and you can design your analysis and your information sharing with your team to include information or repetition or whatever uh, might be in training uh, specific to your second opponent Um, without them necessarily knowing it's specific to the second opponent. Um, So that way, when you complete your first game and you go into your light practice, perhaps on the off day, um, you can recall, you can have them recall uh, the work that they would have done during the week on a particular screen that they need to defend or a particular type of coverage or, you know, things like that. Okay, we we've worked on that, right? This is something we've we've recently implemented. Let's review it. This is why we're doing it. Now it's you know it's X Y Z player A B C et cetera. Um, so I I think coaches have to be very cognizant of their situation, the time between games, um, the abilities of their athletes to uh, to intake information. You don't want paralysis by analysis. So if you start bringing too much to the table, it's just going to freeze everybody Um, and so forth. And what you want them to be come game time is fresh mentally, um, you know, locked in and connected to each other, um, and also aware of some of the big picture items that are relevant to that game. And that's what puts people into a space where they can be, um, you know, sort of in the in the moment, right, where they can be in the zone, The way that they need to be on that day. So, if you're asking for some tips uh, or tricks, I I would say, you know, the number one thing to do is not overthink it. Um, But also, you know, in terms of your own preparation as a coach, you're always going to prepare more than what the players get. And so, your own comfort level um, is important so that you have the confidence to deliver the information that you need to deliver to your athletes. To help them in their performance, but try not to bog them down. Yeah,
1: um, it's interesting you talk about the difference between game times. Obviously, it cha- you're right; it does change. If you're in tournament play, as opposed to um, as opposed to a normal season where you might have one game a week. or you know, how, or you even get a scenario. I know you 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 talk about in the US a lot. Double headers where there's very little gap between game one and game two. Um, from the point of view of of that preparation, um, does it change from different scenario, or is it or is it the same? It's just that in some cases it may have to be a little bit faster in terms of coming out of one game and going into the next, if it's, if it's side, for example, a doubleheader. Yeah. You know, I, I've always um,
0: been interested in, in learning about how baseball softball uh, coaches approach doubleheaders um, because they play doubleheaders literally back to back. Now they're playing the same team uh, and obviously they're playing a nine inning game you know which could last how who knows how long um and so it i've always been interested in the way that they approach that and so the the variables are always really important Uh, you know of course it goes without saying but i I guess it bears repeating Um, if you're playing the same opponent you're preparing for one fight if you're playing different opponents you're preparing for multiple fights Um, and, you know, understanding going into a tournament that could be your competition phase. Um, you know, we, we just saw a lot of Olympic qualifying tournaments happen all over the world for, for basketball. And, you know, these, these tournaments were essentially do or die for all of the teams that were participating in them. And so now their, their season, uh, lasts, 10 days or, you know, whatever the case might be. And, you know, preparing for the quick turnarounds really is a coach's job. Um, The the job that the coaches have to do is to be prepared and ready with information, uh, relevant information that matters. And that's where we have to sift through what matters and what doesn't. Um, and our, our experience and our ability to do that effectively is gonna be super important in determining whether we're successful or not. If we decide something is not important, but it turns out to be very important, um, we failed. Uh, and if we focused on something that is very important and it turns out to be very important, then we've succeeded um, at doing our job. So the timing changes, the nature of the competition changes um, you know, we, we used to talk in cycles and, and all of these different things, you know, sometimes your entire season would fit within one micro cycle of a, uh, of your season. Right. Um, and, and that brings change. It requires adaptation. Um, I think what matters the most is that we understand the lead up two is what really matters and the job starts not the day of the game arriving at the pitch okay like that's it, it's not our you know pre-game speech um that is going to uh you know all of a sudden get us into this to this mindset where we are ready to compete the the the, the pre-game talk must connect to what you've been doing every day or every day that you've been with the group since the beginning of your preparation. Um, and, you know, the, the emotional response that comes from that is very um, short-lived. And if coaches bank too much on the inspirational talk and those sorts of things, you're going to find yourselves unprepared and in a bad spot more often than not. Um, And in particular, at the higher levels, um, there's a lot of talent on the field or on the court. And so it's difficult to find margins, um, you know, where you can separate yourselves as a team from the emotion. It's really about the execution. And the execution is uh, built in your preparation, right? So when, when we approach this entire topic, we we should be thinking about the individuals on the team or the individual athlete in an individual sport, their psychosocial preparation, their physical preparation, their their mindset, okay? The mental game um, and where they're going to be so that it's almost as if it's a buildup and you build up and you're counting down and you're ready for the rocket to launch and it's 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. And if at the moment of ignition, there's a faulty wire we've done something wrong as, as a group. Okay. Um, we need to be ready to launch once the, once the countdown hits zero, once the ball is tipped, once the kickoff happens, uh, once the first serve is made, uh, we need all of our wires connected and all rockets firing. And that is really, um, where we as coaches, um, should be putting our time is in the run up, considering the holistic picture of preparing our teams and preparing our athletes um, and helping them prepare, I should say, uh, for the for their moment of competition.
1: It's usually you talk about athletes, you talk about different athletes, different, you know, needing different things. How important it is! How important is that? How important is it to factor in? that your team, the individuals within it are going to need to be at a different place at different times. How important is to factor all that in, but factor it in in a way in which it does not impact on overall team performance when it counts?
0: Yeah, such an interesting question, isn't it? That is, that is uh, it's our eternal sort of balancing act um, that we have, I think as coaches, it's, it's a challenge because everyone on the team in a team environment, everyone on the team is going to have a a different role. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, unless we are really fortunate to have a well-connected coaching staff that is, you know, big enough in number that you can effectively implement an, a strategy uh, by which every individual in the group is being connected with and being, you know, kind of navigated from one competition to the next, it's difficult. Uh, if it's you and one other person and you have a group of 20 athletes, um, you know, it is really hard to, to balance the connection piece and then the understanding piece that, you know, you're, you're starting... 11 or you're starting five um you know their role and expectations will be different than the players that barely play but if you ign- you ignore those those players at the end of your bench at your own peril as a coach and you know I've seen and I've experienced um games that have been won um or lost because a player was it, you know connected engaged and and bought into the preparation process prior to when they were called upon but didn't expect to be called upon um, whether through injury or something else that occurred in the game the next thing you know you're for basketball your your 11th man on the bench needs to play the last eight minutes of a tight playoff game and you know if you've if you've, if you've connected with them, they're ready. Um, And if you haven't, they might not be. Uh, And that is, it's just a a really rough way to go um, if, you know, into a contest. So it's hard to do, uh, to find what that balance is because everybody's going to need something different, right? Like we, we talked about earlier, the, in a, in a, say a soccer context where, um, maybe a team really gains confidence and momentum just by having possession, getting, you know, everybody has a sweep all the time they start the match, but getting, getting a game rhythm going, um, you know, getting up into the zone, getting, you know, getting a good, a good attack across, um, you know, that sort of thing, getting touches on the ball. Everybody's kind of, sort of like building into the game in basketball, you know, moving the, moving the ball around, getting everybody an early touch, making sure that early in the game, you know, you have, you see it, you see it every game. Almost there are, you can, that's why there are betting lines on this. Like, where is the ball going to go to start the game? And invariably it involves getting the ball into the block. It involves giving the ball to a big guy, maybe because, you know, they might not touch it as much. Um, and, and those sorts of things. well, some some people will need different things right um, and under if you understand your team then it's you're not reinventing the wheel after every game like it it might sound complicated but if you're connected to your team it's really just the normal right like you're just rolling out of one game okay you need to pick the pieces up if there was a particularly bad loss or a, or a bad situation you you need to you know manage that after action period and then navigate the group back onto the road towards the next and get them geared up for that so that when the rocket needs to launch at the next one it's ready to go um and what everyone is going to need is is going to be different it just is Um, and and it's going to be the same for us right like i i need to hear i need certain interactions after a, a tough game and I need certain interactions after a really good game, um, you know, to get to get me re-centered, um, back onto the road that is going to get me to where I need to be myself, uh, for my group, uh, come the next, you know, the next contest. So I, I, I don't want it to sound as if it, it requires Herculean effort. It, it doesn't, no. um, what it does require is for you to pay attention to your team. Um, and if you only pay attention to your team when you're playing games, that's a coach problem. Um, we should be, of course, connected to our group throughout the entire, um, you know, spectrum throughout the entire range of time that we have with them, training and preparation and, you know, you um, you know, social gatherings, you know, team bonding, you, you name it, like you, you build this awareness and understanding of your group. Um, and if you have that, then you can prepare your team for the contest, um, according to what it is that they need. And it's not going to take a, it's not a, it's not a one hour conversation with each person to try and some, for some people, it might be two, three minutes.
1: Um,
0: and, and for other people, it might be 30 minutes. You know, it, it really does depend on, you know, if somebody came out of a game, for example, I had a player one time, um, we, we were in a a very, very, very tightly contested, um, uh, divisional game with a good opponent that we lost at the buzzer, uh, with a chance to win, uh, and, you know, our player missed the shot and we just, and we lost devastated like this person was devastated and um what set them apart in a lot of ways was their personality was all right they're they really are going to use this you know to come back really really uh aggressively right and so they're not they're not going to get beaten down and stay down in, in other words and so my conversation with that player was how you doing? You good? I want you to shoot that. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right back to you. Yeah. Period. He's like, I know. All right, off we go. That was it. Mm. <laughs> and you know, the, the, this particular athlete came back out in, in the next contest and and had not a fantastic out of this world game, but a very solid performance. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, a week later was uh, one of our one of our better players and, you know, bounced back. And whereas other people will linger um, and that can really shake their confidence. And bottom line, you got to know your team. And if you know your team, then you can understand what they need. And if you understand what they need, then you can go ahead and deliver that. It,
1: one of the things I, I, I sort of want to touch on it a little bit is that uh, are there are there things that you can actually get off the plate, remove before you get there, you know, before you get into that pre-game buildup? Are there certain things? For example, in the past, I've I've done things like I've let them know where they're playing long, long before, earlier in the week. So I've cleared that out of the out of the out of the process. Are there certain things that you can you can just Clear away before you even get into that phase where you, you, you build up the preparation.
0: You know, clarity is really important um, and communication as always is really important. I think what you'll find is um, I, I think cons- like players today, youth players today um, are, you know, we are not are not sort of accustomed to maintaining the same degree of record keeping. Um, uh, and, and so sometimes it, it becomes a point where you communicate too early. Um, and you know, we, and frankly, some of it is because, you know, they're used to disappearing text messages and they're, you, they're used to things, you know, lasting for, the amount of time that it lasts in the moment and then it's gone. And the, the number of times that you need to remind, um, you know, answer questions repeatedly, uh, it, it, that is something that it, you know, cannot be, um, discounted today. So I. Clarity is important. Communication is important. I think having things in a place where the athletes can access them, um, without, too much sort of asking around or digging around is important. There are a range of different um, team management, um, softwares, apps uh, that you can utilize um, with your groups to kind of take the clutter out, um, you know, in terms of calendars and and, and that sort of thing. What, What I like to do myself is, I I create a a routine that is consistent. Um, And so it creates some stability for, for the team. They know that on game days, you know, X happens at this time and Y happens at that time. And in this order, you know, we arrive at, at the venue, this amount of time we proceed through to our treatment and our taping and so forth during this period of time we meet at this time, you know, um, game time minus X. So half an hour before, you know, whatever uh, it might be. And I I think what that does is it just helps create um, confidence uh, for the athletes because they can then turn around and create their own routine um, that they need. Um, And sometimes the young players don't know what they need because they're just flying by the seat of their pants. Um, and sometimes that's okay. Right. Like they need to trial and error, uh, a little bit, um, you know, to learn about what they need to do, um, so that they are in a, a positive space come, come game time, uh, mentally in particular. Um, and you can always tell, right. Like I think coaches, we, 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 we endorse what we tolerate, period. And if we tolerate uh, teams being unprepared, uh, if we let it slip by and we tolerate something, we are putting our stamp on it and we are endorsing it. So I would encourage everyone to um, to not tolerate what they're not willing to endorse. Um, when it comes to game preparation and uh, on the part of the athletes and on the part of yourself as well, and your coaching staff, um, you know, hold everyone accountable to whatever routine you set for your team uh, and whatever build up you have arranged, hold yourself accountable to that and, and try not to have a change other than in exceptional circumstances and the bus breaks down and, you know, whatever. Okay, great well, if your team is primed for adaptation and they're, you know, they're ready because they understand things aren't going to be perfect all the time, then they'll roll with the punches and off you go. Um, So I think Jerome, it it really matters that coaches understand that things are interconnected. What we promote, what we demand um, is, is interconnected to everything. And if we want uh, a certain thing a certain way, that certain way should be how we want many certain things. And, and coaches should be thinking in general principle terms. We wanna be poised, great. Do we? Do you, you know only wanna be poised in moment of crisis? No, you want to be poised at all times so that in moments of crisis, you are poised um, and and so forth. We don't want to be running around trying to catch lightning in a bottle. We want to be prepared for every um, situation that we end up in. And I think coaches need to be adaptable and to be preparing their teams for that. And routines just help. Routines bring confidence and they bring consistency. And um, this is just... You know, par for the course. I think that it's going to look different for you than it will for me. It's going to look different for the thirteen U than it will for the seventeen U. It's going to look different for you know a pro team than it will for a college team. That's all good. Uh, Don't try and copy. Again, as we've said many times before, don't try and copy what you what you see other people doing. Um, Take the time to to reflect on what's going to work for you. But try to take the clutter away. Try to create a routine. Try to you know, create a a habit uh for your athletes so that, you know, whether it's a weekend game or a weeknight game, there are some routines that they can fall back upon. And that that allows them to, you know, you know, repeat what they do, you know, even in in training. Um and carry that over into games. It should all be interconnected, in my opinion.
1: One of the one of the strategies that uh I regularly I regularly use, one of the the ways to basically structure the routine and, and, and allow for different things to occur for different players. And you I've used it a fair bit, and I'll, I'll go in a little bit with you here. I've used what we refer to as a, a countdown clock. So it counts into the game, and everything's working towards what I refer to as the zero minute, which is basically the start, zero minute, which is the start. Um, and the idea behind that is that every step is there's a point on the clock where every you know to meet at that this is what's expected at this specific point, point. Um, and I I like to hold that hold that and stick to that um, in the view that I believe it gets you where you need to be. You know I've I've used it with teams because I felt that they need get it gets them so. Uh, how important is it from a from the point of view of a, of a, you know, just doing something like that for a coach? You know, lay down the markers. We're expecting thirty minutes before the game. This is what we should be at. Where we should be at. Blah blah blah. You know, like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I do the same. Um, I I work down to zero myself. Um, I think I think that is a good idea. At least, at least you know, it works for me. Um, and um, it that that is the sort of thing that creates the consistency. Okay. So they know what to expect. Um, and, you know, human, human action, human behavior is framed by routine um, and the habits that we have. So I think that it you know, it requires us to adopt a similar approach in our practices, um, And even in our, in our meetings or in the lead up to meetings, I will be, I, you know, if we have a meeting at X time, you know, our captains will be texting the group T minus 30 minutes or something. Right. Um, And, and they are constantly thinking in terms of what is that countdown to performance, whatever the performance is. And, and, you know, because ultimately that's what we do. We, we play to zero, right? We, most, I say we, a lot of sports play to zero. Some sports play to 90 uh, plus whatever, um, you know, but we, we play to zero. There's time on the clock. There is no time on the clock. And so it mimics a game environment uh, in a lot of ways. And I, I think that providing a consistent approach, is what matters. Uh, I'm repeating myself a bit, but it, it it does, it does matter um, for teams um, to know when they have to be doing what, where they have to be um, and how they can then manage their time around that. So whatever it works, however it, it might work best for a coach at the grassroots level who, you know, and it requires adaptation. Let, let me give you an example for myself. With my high performance teams, you know, typically 90 minutes to two hours prior to game, uh, people are in the building and they are, um, you know, they are, they're stretching, they're getting, they're rolling, they're getting treatment, they're getting shots up, they're getting, okay, their workouts and um, the staff are meeting, like, you know, game, if game is at seven o'clock, you know, people are in the building, you know, 4.30, um five o'clock right you know it, it on the other hand coaching a youth team uh most of the time especially now in covid you you can't even get into the building until about 15 minutes before the game um so you know you're meeting 30 minutes before because the the very worst thing you can do is gather everybody together and then don't do anything um so you know now it's a 30 minute window where okay you you can take stock of your team how does everybody look right? How, how are, do they look tired? Are they, have they been in the sun? Um, have, did they just eat? Are they okay? And it's when you're working with kids, you never really know what you're going to get. Um, so, you know, you, you, you kind of take that time to, to kind of work your way around your team and, and get to, get to build an assessment. Of, of where they are. And that tells you what they need. Okay. Hey, this guy's got to get out. As soon as we're on court, he needs to run around. Uh, I'll assign an assistant to pass the ball to him. Maybe work, work with him a little bit, kind of get his mind back into the moment. Cause you know, he clearly is kind of out there somewhere else. Um, you know, it, it really is th- this is the art that comes with coaching. Okay. This entire um, topic, is, is really the art of coaching, le- much less so the science. Um, now, of course, there is the physiological preparation that comes to the game. And there's the, you know, all of the cognitive activation and the CNS activation that we can do and all of these other, you know, that is the science. And, and I get that. And that's important. But I don't want grassroots coaches out there to think that they have to be taking all of this into account. Your job as the coach, when you arrive at a contest with your 14 and under team, you know, if you're coaching a national team, let's talk. There's, there's other things that you're doing. If you're coaching a rep team locally, okay. There are some other things that you can do, but if you're coaching a domestic team, or if you're coaching a group of kids that are, you know, they're just trying to get out there and compete to the best of their ability. Keep it simple, you know, keep it simple, get them in a positive mood get them, you know, recognizing some of the good things that they've done either earlier in the day or the day before, or, you know, crack some jokes, get them loose, get them engaged with each other. Okay, um, you know, sport is is not a, uh, it's not a library, okay? We're not going into uh, an environment where we have to be, uh, you know, quiet and vocality brings confidence. Um, so, so, you know, laughter brings confidence. I, I I don't really subscribe to the, to the notion that people have to be serious, uh, in the run-up to games. Some guys are going to be locked in and they're not going to want to talk to anybody. And some guys, they've got this energy that, you know, they're going to be cracking jokes and, and, and doing this. And it comes down to whether, you know, your team, right. If you know your team, you know how each person processes things. And if a serious person is all of a sudden cracking jokes, maybe you might want to touch base with that person. But try to create a positive environment. Try to create um, a fun-filled environment so that the the team is in a good state of mind once the contest starts. Um, And, you know, you want them ready to... Give a punch, take a punch. It's punch, counter punch. And, you know, find ways to, um, you know, help your team be in the right mindset that they need to be, build the momentum and the confidence that they need, need to build um, at the start of a game, early in a contest. Um, you know, some teams you're just on the back foot from the start, and it's not impossible to win, it's just a lot harder. Right. And and so like we said at the very beginning, Jerome, a great start doesn't guarantee a win. A terrible start doesn't guarantee a loss, Um, but it sure is uh, a great feeling for the team to build upon if they are prepared uh, and ready to go once the contest starts and they can generate that momentum and generate that confidence, um, however it is that they need to do it right getting an open shot making an open three you know getting some getting an early goal getting some early shots on goal right like whatever it might be um of course that's optimal but prepare for it to happen and of course prepare for it not to happen because you never really know until the game starts
1: In, in summing up this topic what what's the key takeaways you want coaches to remember what are the key things you want them to to know with this um the most important thing to remember throughout all of it in in terms of getting that that preparation right and being ready to go
0: yeah i think the key takeaway is that you cannot invent something that will work at the last minute it really needs to be something that you build up over time. Uh, if uh, if you are trying to figure out how to get your team ready to play and you are drawing a blank after going into your fifth, sixth, seventh game of the season, you would want to go back and review how you approached the start of the season, how you approached the first four games of the season. Um, sometimes of course, you'll need to change what you do. We've talked about that. Um, you know, it's important for you to evaluate what you're doing, but it's really important for me, for coaches to understand that it's an ongoing effort. It is not something that exists in a, in an isolation, in isolation from everything else that you do. Your game preparation is not you know, isolated to the day of the game, to the hour before the game, to the minutes before the game. Everything we do is game preparation. Every single thing we do is preparing for competition. Everything. If we play a competitive sport, the game is the culmination of everything we do. So there needs to be an interconnectivity Between what we do day to day, what we do at training, the way we prepare our teams to practice, encouraging teams to learn the difference between waiting for practice and preparing for practice. um, And, you know, understanding that how we train and how we go through everything we do as a program, as a team, it matters on game day. It matters on game day. Um, So the takeaway is everything we do is game preparation. It is not one box. It is the whole box. Uh, So, you know, that means a little bit of, of effort needs to be made to understand what are the consistent things that we can do across the board. What are the things that we can repeat day to day? What are the things? What are the key words? What are the key situations? What are the key actions and habits that we need to have as a group um, so that we are not trying to catch lightning in a bottle on game day. We are simply going out and doing what we do every day. Yeah. It just happens to be against another group wearing a different uniform. That's it. Right. So that's what I would like coaches to take away. Everything we do is game prep is preparing our team to perform. And if we approach it with that mindset, um, then it, it 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 I think what what it might do is dial the pressure down on us mm-hmm. um, and on the team. Dial the pressure down when it comes to game day. It's it's not like, oh now it's game day. Oh, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. No. Game day is the culmination of everything that we've done from the beginning, from the start of the year, from the start of the week, coming out of the, you know. It's this is where we get to see um, the fruit of everything that we've done because it's all connected. It's all connected. That's that, that would be my takeaway.
1: Well, thank you again um, for this particular topic. And I I, just, before we wrap up, I want to, I want to move because next week's a very special week. We've we've got our um, uh, thinking coach uh, workshop on, developing culture within teams and programs and sports. Um, yeah, we're obviously playing it. We've got a lot of people that are, will be attending and joining us next week for that particular workshop. Um, what can they look forward to with that workshop next week? What's what's the...
0: Yeah, I, I'm super excited about next week. I can't wait. Um, it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Um, over the course of my career, I've, I've been really fortunate to be involved with Um, you know, a lot of uh, either, you know, program construction from scratch or um, other situations where, you know, culture, um, you know, might've required a shift. Um, And, you know, this whole idea is, is really centered on how we, um, how we build relationships and connections with our people. Uh, And the, the ability that we have as coaches to generate connection to an idea to a common idea and the habits that we um that we have and the actions that we live out day to day as a group as a team as a as a club um, in order to build that culture and to build that that culture of excellence or that culture of connectivity or that culture of respect or you know uh, however the values shake out for us in our in our environment so What what I hope the coaches are going to take away from from that workshop will be some practical um, tips and ideas uh, that they'll be able to implement uh, in their context and their situation, understanding, taking away an understanding of what uh, other coaches do as they build culture and what that looks like in other situations, so that we can take away some, some learnings from what other coaches are doing. But I'm hoping it's going to be an interactive session as well um, where uh, you know I, I feel the worst workshops are where the presenter speaks to a screen for for two hours and um, you know everyone else is just sort of sitting there i, I that's not how I typically act uh, in those settings so I'm looking forward to interactivity and um, and a lot of um, a lot of discussion uh, and a lot of uh, opportunity for coaches to, to critically reflect, uh, on how they approach things, what matters to them, how they could translate what matters to them into something actionable, uh, for, uh, for their team or their club, um, inside of sports. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I I can't wait to see all the coaches that are going to be, uh, attending and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that they're going to uh, take, take some, um, some things, a way that they can implement uh, going forward with their teams and and organisations.
1: Well, we look forward to that next week, uh, 21st of July next week, next, uh, I think that's Wednesday. Wednesday, my time. Wednesday, (laughs) your time, Thursday, my time. So we're looking forward to that next week. Thank you again, David. Thank you again for for being Mm -hmm. with us. Uh, Looking forward to next week. Look forward to seeing you next week for our uh, workshop on culture.
0: I appreciate it, Jerome. Looking forward to it, as I said.
1: Catch you all then. Thanks, everyone.